0: Hi, I'm Vincent Andrasani and this is episode 17 of The Place of Sound. <laughs> thanks very much for tuning into this episode, and thanks also to those who've been following along through the last few episodes of the show. For those of you who are listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space, or the social geography, using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media production formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits, or oral history-style interviews that explore the topic of home soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary-style piece that, over recent months, has explored the topic of social isolation, something we know all too well as a result of our lockdown experiences. These are the types of projects that you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound And all of them are produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in COMS 4501 Digital Media Production, which is a fourth-year workshop course in the Communication and Media Studies program. In the last episode, episode 16, we listened to work by Ladia Omaruyi, Anas Zaman, and Brandon Huang. We heard Ladia's audio portrait titled Finding Home, which consisted of an interview with Ladia's mom, Jacqueline. We heard Anas's soundscape composition titled Leaving Canada North, which was a bit of an ode to the place that Anas grew up before leaving it shortly after he produced this piece. And lastly, we heard Brandon's audio documentary titled Stop Asian Hate, which was a personal look at anti-Asian racism here in Canada and here in Ottawa more specifically. In this episode, we'll listen to more student projects produced in my media production workshop. But before we do that, we'll pause for a quick announcement by Gracie Lee Phillip, Gracie Lee is the Vice President of the Communications Student Society here at Carleton University. Gracie's gonna take this opportunity to introduce herself and some of the events that CCS has planned for this academic year.
1: Gracie
2: Lee, and I'm the vice president of the Carleton Communication Society alongside Peter, our president. I'm so excited to share some of the amazing opportunities we hold every year and new ones that are coming. First and foremost, we had the mentorship program coming in two different ways one, the senior mentorship, and two, our original mentorship. Next, we have some amazing events, such as LinkedIn workshops, Pints with Profs, or Minglemania. I look forward to seeing many of you there this year. And finally, I ask you to sign up to be a member through our Instagram. There you will find all our information and even our email, so feel free to reach out to ask any questions. Have a good day, and I can't wait to meet some of you virtually
1: or hopefully in person.
0: Gracie Lee mentioned, be sure to follow CCS on their Instagram account, which you can find at, at @cu_comsociety, to stay up to date with everything that they have planned. to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to two soundscape compositions and an audio documentary. Three projects in total. The first project is a soundscape composition by Kathleen Collins titled, Win the Morning, Win the Day, and is about the importance of routine and how Kat spends her mornings before her day begins. The second piece is by Nicole Ganado and is called Wake Up and Savor the Scramble. Like Kat, Nicole also invites us into her morning routine, which consists of preparing a favorite recipe of hers, scrambled eggs. And the final project is an audio documentary by Alan Santiago, titled From My Home to the World. In it, Alain introduces us to his friends Zoe and Jamie, collectively discuss the importance of mental health and some of the struggles they faced during the lockdown it's worth noting that each of these projects mark different moments around the pandemic Kat's piece was produced just before it all began sometime in early 2020. Nicole's piece was produced in fall of 2020 and Alain's in winter of 2020. So let's begin with Kat's audio portrait. Win the morning, win the day. In it, Kat does a great job of narrating her morning routine using some of the sounds that comprise it. Kat, over to you.
1: sound of my alarm clock. It breaks my sleep at exactly 6 a.m. every weekday morning. Yep, it's early and I could definitely sleep in a little longer, but in the world we live in, that wouldn't fly over so easy. You know what comes next? Come out from under your warm, cozy sheets. They seemingly act like the gatekeeper between you and the rest of the day. But there's something about making your bed that almost makes your life feel in order. You know what I mean? They say always make your bed every single day. It's the little things that can change your life after all. Or is it? But without further thought or a second to waste, it's time to get my morning routine rolling. Just down the stairs, I know I can count on my trusty coffee maker to pour out the perfect cup of my favorite medium roast brew. A warm cup of coffee is just what I need to get me powered up for the day. Can you hear that? I find the coffee drips to be mesmerizing. I mean, well... After all, I'm only half awake at this point. But, mmm, that rich, sweet aroma tastes uh, so good. Each sip is meditative and intentionally makes me slow down during the mornings. Everything moves so fast in this modern lifestyle, and I, I try to take every chance I can to just slow down, even just for a second and it's exactly what I need. Time check, it's 6.32 AM. Time to answer a few emails and siphle through my overcrowded inbox before the day really gets started. Hi, thanks for your email. Looking forward to meeting this afternoon. Kind regards and send. Oh, must have lost track of time. 6.45 and I gotta be out of here by 7 a.m. sharp time to go get cleaned up Most mornings I have just enough time to squeeze in a quick shower Then wash my face and brush my teeth It's nice to have a little time away from all my devices and distractions Just me and my mind, left alone for a few minutes of pure peace and presence. But alas, my peaceful morning moments are short-lived. Time to head out the door and get this day started. Five, four, three, two, one, let's go.
2: Hi, my name is Nicole Ganado, and I'm a fourth year communications and media studies student here in Carleton. In this soundscape, I will be talking about my relationship with food and cooking and how it has grown over time. I've always loved food. I grew up in a house filled with amazing Filipino dishes made by my mother and father and was always adventurous in trying new things, even as a young child. When COVID-19 and quarantine brought the world to a standstill, my relationship with food changed. In the early months of quarantine, I often found it difficult to eat due to the anxiety I had about the world. But as time went on, I realized that I could use this time to really take care of myself and enjoy the things I haven't gone to do in a while, like cooking. This soundscape will provide you with a glimpse of how I start my days and use this time to take care of myself. As of late, I've been making more of an effort to cook or at least prepare myself a couple meals a day since school has started as opposed to ordering in. My favorite meal to make during the week as of late has been a simple scramble of eggs, spinach, and caramelized onions for breakfast with tea or coffee to accompany it. I find that taking the time to make myself breakfast and start my day has been extremely grounding in these times and helps me stay present. I've turned my breakfast into a morning routine of sorts filled with sounds of the kitchen in an effort to usher the rest of my day in in a positive way. In the kitchen, I grab all of my ingredients. One small onion, the container of baby spinach, and two eggs from the fridge. I first set up my pan with some olive oil and begin to heat it while I chow my onions. I aim for small and somewhat even pieces so they all cook properly. Once that is done, I put the onions in the pan and let them sit to get some color, and I leave them for a couple minutes to cook while I work on chopping the spinach and beating the eggs. The onions take the most time to cook as they need to be cooked slowly in order to caramelize properly. Though this process may be time consuming, I find it relaxing since I have a lot more time to cook now that I'm home. After the onions have had a bit of time to cook, I add a bit of water and stir them around. Then, I add the spinach and begin to cook it down while the onions rest on the other side of the pan. Once the spinach is cooked through to my liking, I mix them together and finally add my bean eggs into the pan with them. After the eggs are added, the process is fairly quick as the eggs cook quickly. Finally, once my scramble is done cooking, I begin to put away my ingredients into their respective cabinets and sections in the fridge. After I finally clean the kitchen and return it to the state it was in before, I sit and enjoy the product of my time and effort and i am thankful for taking the time to nourish myself before starting the day. When I take the time to enjoy my breakfast, I often think about the things I need to do during the day, like class and work if I have it that day. I make it a priority at the start of my day to at least sit down and eat, just in case I get caught up in whatever I'm doing later. Though making breakfast might seem like such a small thing to want to savor, I think it's important to remember that these little moments that you take for yourself are what make life great. Not only are you taking the time to nourish yourself with a healthy breakfast, but you're also taking that time and energy used into making your dish and investing it back into yourself. Though it might not be as extravagant as the brunches you would go to or the family dinners you would participate in, I think the food that you make for yourself always tastes a little better because of the effort you put in. These little moments worthy of savoring come in many forms. Whether it be a walk through the park or taking the time to do something you love, it's important to recognize them. Without these moments, life would be completely different and lacking in joy. Overall, it pays off to wake up and savor the scramble.
3: This pandemic has changed the way we interact with each other. For the past month, we have been facing many challenges, particularly feelings of loneliness, isolation, and depression. The point of this podcast is to finish the year on a happy note or somewhat gray area. Today, I will be talking about our experience of the pandemic with my friends Zoe and Jamie. Zoe is originally from Quebec, from a small town called trois en For the entirety of the pandemic, she can spend it with her boyfriend, while her family is back in trois en Jamie is originally from Vietnam. She's an international student at Carleton University and is currently living on campus. Lastly, there is me, Alan. I am originally from Mexico City in Mexico. I am also an international student living by myself away from my family. I gather my friends to talk about the impact that COVID had in our lives. It has been a tough year, and a lot of our plans got changed or canceled. But let's not start this conversation like that. Instead, let's go back in time. Back to the last day of 2019, a time when there was hope in the air, where people were looking to change their bad habits, and a time where COVID wasn't the main topic of conversation. Back in the day, Zoe and I prepared ourselves for the new year, Zoe planned ahead and told us that
4: I had many plans for this year. I wanted to study abroad in New Zealand and then on a more personal note, I had three concerts I was supposed to go to and a drag show that I never got to see.
3: Zoe's future was bright and full with new opportunities. My plans for this year were to improve myself by going to another country to learn more about my career while at the same time learning more about Spanish culture. Jamie, on the other hand, did not have new year resolutions. Instead, she tells us that her plans for this coming year were related to a new chapter in her life.
5: I just want to work and save some money for like law school if, it can, if I can get in. But then because of the pandemic, I cannot really work.
3: The beginning of this pandemic was very complicated. There was a strange sensation in the air that people were able to perceive, but we decided to ignore it because it was the beginning of a new year, the beginning of a new decade. I can still remember Zoe and I going to our last formal event, talking and dancing with our friends. It was a couple of weeks before Carlton decided to move the rest of the semester online. I can still remember the sensation of confusion and isolation that I first felt after Carlton decided to close. I felt worried and I wished to go back home. But since it was exam season, I decided to stay in Canada a little longer. I did not imagine that the end of 2019 was going to be the last time I would have seen my dog or the last time I would have been able to hug my family and tell them, los quiero. I wasn't the only one who felt confined to one place. Jamie also tells us that the change made her feel scared and suffocated. But let's hear it from her.
5: Beginning of the pandemic, it was fear uh, because i was away from home like really far away from home so even if i want to go home i cannot because right when the the final exam is uh fear suffocating because i'm always the one who run around a lot uh working studying or like at the library stuff like that and suddenly i was confined in my room and honestly it was torturing (laughs) because i couldn't get out um people sent food to my room and I was having like several final essays at that time trying to work on them at the same time yeah so it was it was not good in the middle of it was in the summer
3: right? yeah
5: yeah in the summer was another type of stress (laughs) because of outside and um, anxiety because of personal issues and um, it was it was not fear anymore it was just um how to say this it was just low and you know, like it was just it was just bad in general like i still try to cope with it but i have uh, in the summer i leave with someone else so it was not as bad then i moved back to campus when semester start and that is when it took a turn like really low like another type of blow <laughs> yeah and I couldn't, I cannot always call my parents at the same time because I don't want to worry them because you know uh, it's already like stressful for them with the financial situation because of the pandemic. My brother got into the hospital. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to them to worry about me at the same time. So I cannot share as much with them. And now it's much better, kind of burnt out because I have been studying a lot. <laughs> and studying has been the only thing I have done. I just feel less motivated to do things.
3: Zoe's so experience of the pandemic was a bit similar to ours, but she had more things to worry about. The beginning of the pandemic for Zoe came with a broken foot, economical crisis, and feelings of imprisonment.
4: Before the pandemic even was a thing, I had a lot of mental health issues that I've struggled with my entire life. So it was always kind of a battle between like, dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression and, um, in between that more other like personal issues so at the beginning of the pandemic I was actually doing pretty well mental health wise like my depression was kind of it was there but you know it wasn't as bad as it could have been my anxiety was actually not horrible but when we were told that you know school would be uh going online we wouldn't be you know living our normal lives anymore it was i got very very anxious very fast and um i mean also working uh as a frontline worker for a little bit yeah we were told we weren't allowed uh you know like school would be uh, online and you know we would have to self-isolate and whatnot um it just i got very anxious because i was worried about my family back home uh because uh My dad runs his own business. That's our only real source of income. Like, how is that going to impact it? And then myself being a frontline worker for a little while in a grocery store, um, it was just very scary because a lot of people weren't following the rules. They weren't wearing their masks or, you know, using the hand sanitizer. And it was just, it was scary because I have asthma. So I know that if I were to catch... Uh, Even the symptoms of it, it could be very, very bad. So my anxiety kind of really peaked then and it was not a good time. Um, I broke my foot at Easter by falling down the stairs in my house. Um, That kind of made it worse because I was bedridden. I was in a lot of pain. Um, So my depression got quite bad. Uh, Starting a new job made it a little bit better. Got to meet new people even though it was virtual um, and you know I get along really well with my team um, and my supervisors and manager and whatnot so everyone's really great. Um, In the summer probably about average um, like I said before I had some issues with my partner which kind of caused more added depression and added anxiety that I probably could live without Um, but right now kind of going through a bit of a difficult point where I just don't have any more motivation to, to listen to lectures, to do any schoolwork. Work is actually only the only thing keeping me going just because I love my job and I love the people
3: I work with. With the new changes came new things to worry about, old demons that we tended to ignore. So and I have been struggling with mental health for quite some time, and the pandemic did not help our cause. I personally had multiple breakdowns and being away from my family did not help those breakdowns. Each day it felt harder to keep going and little by little my plans as well as those of Zoe's and Jamie crumbled, like me. Zoe so was fighting the new normal, her depression made it hard for from time to time and her broken food and unemployment made her and her boyfriend worry of what the future will hold for them. Out of the three, Jamie is the only one who do not have a history with mental health. Instead, the pandemic is the one that got a stand on her mental health. With the many changes that she was facing at the time, staying balanced was harder and harder. The pandemic has been tough, and I can certainly see how it is that it has affected us individually. But the purpose of this podcast is not to focus on the negative aspects of the pandemic. No, that's not why we are here. The purpose of today's podcast is to give hope and reflect on what this pandemic has brought to us. At the end of our conversation, I asked my friends of what are the positive changes that they have seen come out of the pandemic. A common theme for Zoe and I is that the pandemic gave us the necessary time to come to terms with our sexuality. It helped us understand and accept who we are without the fear of being judged. Zoe also says that the pandemic helped her achieve her career goals. At
4: least one positive thing Uh, among things being taken away or not allowed to do is um, I was still able to go through with my co-op and start. I started that in May and I'm still doing it now. So at least I do have a job and I was able to do a job I actually enjoy and not be stuck working in a grocery store in the middle of the pandemic.
3: For Jamie, the pandemic was a time for self discovery. It was a time that helped her think about who she wanted to be and who she was at the time.
5: I learned to be more self-sufficient and how to um, start taking care of myself and uh, sort sort some stuff out in my head because before I'm always working, studying, like constantly, like I don't have time to be left alone with my thought, so, yeah, so, uh, facing those thoughts for, in the beginning it was tough, <laughs> it was, it was really tough, um, but after a while, like, I feel like I had to go through that process to start figuring out, like, what is the part of me that I need
3: to work on,
5: right? and accepted that, like, okay, this is, this was wrong, It was my mistake, and I have to work on which part of it.
3: Finally for me, outside from coming to terms with my sexuality, the pandemic gave me time to reflect on my future and the things that I wanted to achieve before graduating. The pandemic gave me the opportunity to become the greatest version of myself and find different ways to achieve my career goals. I hope that by the end of this podcast you'll realize that there is no good nor bad. Things around us happen and sometimes they have a lot of negative impacts on our surroundings. During this process we might feel sad, angry, confused, isolated or depressed. I encourage you to embrace these emotions and feel them quote unquote negative emotions since it is usually after we feel them that we are able to feel happiness, joy and freedom. The pandemic may have had a negative impact in all of us but remember to think of the good things in life. Think about the fact that the pandemic has changed our society and we have been able to point out our mistakes and because of that we have started to find ways to change them. So, let me ask you, what is something positive that has come out from the pandemic for you?
0: Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. But before I sign off, a couple of quick notes. The first is about the featured work section on The Place of Sound website. It's a blog that presents some of the individual projects that you will hear or have heard on this show. On the site, you're, of course, able to play the audio work itself, but you can also see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. Since you can't read that writing or see those photos on the radio show, this is a great way to access it. So check that out in the blog section on theplaceofsound.ca. And the second, is that we've now put together enough episodes that there's a bit of an archive emerging. To listen back to previous episodes, you can find them in two places, on ckcufm.com or on the website at theplaceofsound.ca. In the meantime, keep your ear out for upcoming episodes, which air on CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30 p.m. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Place of Sound.